This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. Matt Scraby here with you on 97.3 The Fan. Gwen and Chris filling in for Chris Ello. He will be back next week. Tony Gwynn Jr., down at Petco Park, uh, Manny Machado, uh, if you're just getting in your car right now, there was some news released recently about Manny Machado, and he talked to the media about his elbow and how it's hurting him. And so we are breaking it down right now. I will play that audio for you in just a second. But let's give you the lineup real quick. Because Manny is going to be playing tonight, he said he's not going to shut it down until the the team is eliminated. But batting first is Xander Bogarts tonight. He's only done that 11 other times this season or 11 other games. He's leaded, He's led off for the team. He's playing shortstop. Fernando playing right field, batting second. Juan Soto third, playing left field. Manny Machado DHing, batting fourth. Luis Campisano catching, batting fifth. Garrett Cooper playing first, batting sixth. Matthew Batten playing second, batting seventh. Jose Azokar in center field, batting eighth. And then Eggy Rosario playing third base, batting ninth. Michael Walker on the mound tonight for the Padres. But back to Manny Machado, and let's get right into it because we are going to be talking about this for a couple days now. Manny Machado, he is uh, he has admitted that his elbow is hurting, and he didn't want to admit that. But here is what he said about how it's feeling and what he's thinking about it. How are you f- feeling physically right now with the elbow and all that? Yeah, not doing too great. Um, you know, I think uh, you know as, you, as most of you guys will know. Um, I kind of like staying away from the media about my injuries and just play through pain, um, you know. But I think uh, I think we're we're we're, we're kind of past that point, and you know, I've been dealing the, dealing with the elbow uh, elbow for about you know three three or so months. Actually, we really want to think about it. It's been two years. Um, you know, I think uh, you know I think it's gotten to the point where I'm gonna go in the direction of having surgery pretty soon here. Um, you know, I think. Uh, you know, it's gotten to that point where you can't take that pain anymore. I think it's 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 taking a hit on 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 my performance, and you know whenever you can't perform at the highest level, um, you know it's, it's it's tough, and you put yourself, you put the team in a bad situation. Um, so uh, yeah, we're moving on with uh, you know possibly getting surgery done, and uh, you know move forward. How hard is that for someone who posts every day like you just to to? come to the admission that you have to have something like that done? Yeah, I mean, I was trying to avoid it as much as I can. Um, you know, it's, it's tough, and, you know, we're trying to, you know, look at different different ways where we could try to fix this. You know, we've, we've done shots, we've done therapy, we've done uh, recovery, some rest, uh, you know, and none of those have, have worked, and they kind of failed. So next alternative was surgery. We're trying to avoid it as much as we can, but, um, you know, unfortunately it's just, 
you know, it's just put us in that situation. And you know what? It's probably going to make me better. It's going to make us all better. And, uh, you know, just uh, you know, get it done, get ready for next year and come back and be healthy. So, you know, he said something there at the end that I didn't really pick up on last time I heard it, but he said, I'm going to get better. And that's true. Maybe he has this entire season been dealing with a bad elbow. And so if he's going to get it fixed, if he's going to feel good next year, we get the Manny Machado that we thought was going to be the MVP this year. Uh, so if you have thoughts about this, give me a call 833-288-0973. I personally think, um, I, I think I'm caught in the middle, but I'm leaning towards him sticking it out until the Padres are mathematically eliminated. And the only reason I'm leaning towards that, if the art, if the, the article by Kevin Acey didn't come out on Friday, then I would probably say shut it down and get surgery and rehab for the next season. But when his leadership was in question or questioned, he is showing everybody right now in that clubhouse that he is a leader, and this is how he leads, by playing through injury. So that's where I'm leaning. I think that he has to stick it out for the leadership factor aspect of everything, as well as Manny Machado loves to rack up as many games as he can play in a season. Let's go to Gary. I think this is my guy, Gary. Gary, are you there? I'm here. All right, Gary. What, what are your thoughts on this uh, whole thing and Manny Machado's elbow? Well, I can tell you, he he did say even the first time that uh, for the last couple of years that he, he's been hurting, and to one degree or another, you could almost almost tell. And uh, I'm actually going through it on the I believe it, it, it's his left elbow, is it not? Um, I don't know that actually. Let me look. Okay, I I yeah, I think so because uh, I don't think it's on his throat, but it just. Just as an example, I'm going through the very same thing uh, on mine. I'm getting, I had therapy on my left elbow. I'm having shots now done through the VA. I've got two more rounds of that. And it's a very real thing. And it's if it's on your non-throwing arm. It's actually his yeah, throwing even, arm. It's, uh, that, it's actually his right elbow. I just confirmed. It is his right elbow. Yes. Okay. All right. And, that, yeah, and that's the driving one, the way he... Uh, his driving arm when when he's batting, so that's really uh, going to take a toll. And if you think about it, if last year he put up a career, well, his numbers like he always does this year, almost. So just think about if he was if he was pain free. To me, that's being a leader uh, right there in, in very in a lot of ways. And uh, after listening to what uh, Tim had to say, I couldn't agree any more with the guy. As far as that goes, leadership and everything. As a team, let's win a little bit first before everybody gets so many expectations as if we've won as many championships as even the Red Sox or the Yankees or anybody like that. We haven't. We got to win one first, then maybe we can talk a little bit. Well, you you know that's not. I I know that you know this, Gary, but we all have to overreact about everything these days. That's just how we do things. <laughs> Have to? I don't think yes, have to. have to. It's just not an not an option for people. But thank you very much, Gary, for the phone call. Good luck with your elbow. 
Um, I'm dealing with a shoulder thing, so me and Joe Musgrove are going to rehab together in the offseason. Uh, Gary makes a good point. Uh, I, I think that uh, the more I'm thinking about this, because this news came out during the show, so it's not like I've had all day to think about it, but the more I think about it and the more we break it down, I do think the timing of this is very important for Manny. Uh, here is Chris Long on Twitter. He said, the timing is why it's important for Manny to keep playing. With the article that just came out and the general negativity around the franchise, this is the time for Manny to stand up and lead by playing small playoff percent or not. Go into 2024 with a positive end to 23. I couldn't agree with that that uh, sentiment more. I, I think that this is uh, extremely important for Manny to make sure that he is the leader, and that's exactly what he's doing. Their Their elimination number is seven. So they have seven more games, I guess, until they uh, are eliminated from the playoffs, and that's when Manny Machado would shut it down. But right now, they do technically, even as small as it is, have a chance at the playoffs. And I'm not going to sit here and say, I think that the Padres are going to make the playoffs. I will be optimistic that they can pull off something that hasn't ever happened before. But Manny Machado playing injured is going to be why that happened. So this is uh this is a good move for Manny and it just seems like this is what Manny does in in a way he does not talk to people about injuries. He never has. This has never changed. So Manny I think is showing right now this is him as a leader. Let's go to John Temecula. John, how are you doing today? Nice, gravy, doing good. How you doing, bud? Pretty good, pretty good. What are you thinking about this whole Manny Machado thing? Well, I just wanted to compliment you first on being the rock at the station, keeping the show interactive, fun, entertaining while, you know, membership is shuffling around. So Thank I appreciate you. that. Thank and you, the opportunity for fans to call in on this uh, hot topic, which dovetails with AC's um, it definitely column, does. his report. It definitely does. Um, you know, I'm an older Padre fan. You had a caller, Tim, a few callers back that, you know, I'm, I echo everything you had to say. Uh, older Padre fan, I was a nine-year-old in 1977 when I became a fan, and I've seen a ball game at least one probably every year between now and back then, and I've seen some awful Padre teams, and more often than not, we weren't necessarily disappointed because we weren't going to be very good. So I think there's more disappointment in my realm than negativity, and I feel like the media – not you guys, media, not always Kevin AC, but the national media because we were supposed to be so good. That's where the negativity is, and I feel that's where it's being perpetuated. Whether or not AC was, you know, up to no good or up to good, I mean, I've, I've read his stuff even back with the Chargers for years and years. So all that being said, Manny Machado absolutely loves this ball club, the organization. He's done a lot of good since day one. I've seen him mature and grow up into a leader. Whatever people want to say, that's fine. They can have their opinions. But he is, he's a horse, and he is tough, and he's a gamer. And before I heard you say what you said about him saying he's going to shut it down when, if, if, when the Padres are eliminated, I was going to tell you that would have been my guess. Yeah. So it's it's fine for all of us to have our opinions, but I fully expected him to just DH. I know the severity of his elbow injury and the you know the hassle he's had throwing, or else he wouldn't have even shut down playing third base. So yeah, play through it. We get eliminated. Have a seat. Take care of business. Sounds like a surgery is a foregone conclusion. 
Is that right? Is that what he said? Uh, he he said that they're leaning surgery. They're trying to find other ways around it. They've tried to, to, to treat it in other ways, but it's not working. He did not say one way or the other if it's confirmed, but they're leaning towards it. Okay, well, I mean, that makes sense. But he said, honestly, it's been two years now. And so that's probably going to end up in surgery because for the last two years, I'm sure he's dealt with the staff training staff. I'm sure they've done everything to nurse this thing along as far as they could. So uh, at the end of the day, like Manny likes to say, it's both. Thank you very much, John. We we kind of lost you there at the end, John. But thank you very much for the phone call. Uh, yes, he does love to post, and I believe that's what you're where you were going with that before the phone broke up. But again, thanks for the phone call, John. Uh, Mike in Mission Valley, stay right there. I think it's important for us also to to uh, stop down and reckon. You know what? I just look at the time. When we get back, we are going to. I'm trying to decide what I want to do live. You know what we're going to do? We're going to take Mike's phone call. And then I'll tell you what we'll do at the next segment. Mike in Mission Valley, you are on 97.3 The Fan. What's up? Uh, hey, guys. Again, thanks for kicking on the, you know, the radio entertainment for us to comment, et cetera. It's a good access for all of us. You know, we all uh, got an opinion, of course. In the yes, of course. Sure. You got two, pe- two people, you got four opinions. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so here's the thing. I'm just taking this at a little bit side angle real quick, and I'll say this. If Manny knew two years prior, what's with the leadership in the front office giving him a huge contract and not addressing the fact that he had an injury and a clause maybe that's involved there, not about money, but maybe a tradable thing. Now, I'll tell you, I like Manny. He's 31 years old, and I think the pitching problem is going to be an issue, and they got to decide on who's going to be tradable. And if he's got injury, and I believe his 240 average, my personal self, for the next nine years, it's going to stay the same, and he doesn't have the, the, uh, the same, um, uh, you know, the leadership's an issue within the dugout and chemistry issues are in the dugout. I'm telling you, I, I'm, I'm rethinking about, and this was three months ago, but I'll bluntly tell you right now, I would almost consider four farm clubs that got real top prospects. I don't mean prospects. I mean starting pitching, three of them, or four, if the most you can get for Manny potentially because you don't need four hammers in this lineup. You need small ball and mixing it with generating runs and manufacturing. So pick somebody who you may need to trade. And I'm not saying because of injury and other people are going to say, well, he's injured. But I want to know about the front office, Scabie. Who How come front office didn't address the injury two years of Manny expressed that to them ahead of time before giving him a $380 million contract? I would have definitely rethought that. You know, uh, thank you for the phone call, Mike. That is a very interesting point you made yeah. at the end there because uh, he did say it was bothering him for a couple years. Apparently, when they checked with the doctors and everything, things seemed to be okay. And I guess things took a turn for the worse here in the last um, maybe you know maybe just this season or whenever the injury started hurting him that's a really interesting question though because uh, they did sign him to a very long contract and uh, there's no trade clause in it there's there's just a lot uh, for for Manny to stay here in San Diego that's another whole angle of everything as well I, I, you know three what what is it I guess this is his sixth year with the team or his fifth year it's his fifth year with the team. Are you happy that the Padres re-signed him for the 11 years? I was talking to a friend over the weekend, and he was saying like he loves Manny. He loves that Manny is on the team. He loves that Manny wants to be in San Diego. But he's uh, starting to rethink things with Manny. And I don't quite get it because I know that Manny's great. And if he's injured, he's injured. 
But that's that's also a different aspect that we can talk about. If you have any opinion on this, 833-288-0973, uh, 833-288-0973. And Mike in Mission Valley actually brought something up there about the clubhouse chemistry and all that. So when we get back, Manny Machado was asked about the Kevin AC article directly, and we will hear uh, from Manny when we get back on 97.3 The Fan. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Well, came into the show with the Padres winning four in a row, which was enough for me to be excited about today. But now we have some real juicy news to sink our teeth into, and that would be Manny Machado talking about how he believes that he needs surgery in the offseason to uh, correct the issue with his elbow, the injury with his elbow. And so, you know, I've been I, I got I've been asking the question, should he shut it down now or should he wait until the Padres are eliminated? Because here's the deal. He has six to seven months to recover, according to him. If he shuts it down now, you got October. November, better know my months because this is going to get awkward. December, January, February is five. That's when spring training starts. They have a game in Korea in the middle of March, so that would be six months. If he has a six to seven month recovery, I would think that puts him around mid-April. Well, let's just say, I mean, six months at the minimum would be March. I, I, I just don't think that he's going to be ready by spring training like he said, but maybe he will. You know, Aaron Rodgers is saying he's going to come back from his Achilles injury in like five weeks. Not true. That's not what he said, but they are trying something new. But Manny, uh, if he is saying the recovery time is around six to seven months, then I'm going to use that as my basis. Uh, Manny also, this whole thing is coming down in a weird a weird time because Friday Kevin AC released that story about Manny in the in the locker room and I know everybody has the opinion on that but Manny Machado was asked directly today uh, about this and he was asked uh, what he thought on the Kevin AC story Honestly uh you know it's nothing nothing to talk about the story I don't think there's um you know uh you know, any good or bad publicity to keep doing on this on the story uh you know everyone's always going to have their own opinion uh, you know, at the end of the day, 
um, we go out there and, and play play to the best of our capabilities. And I think at the end of the day, I think that's 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 what it is. I think a lot of a lot of quotes of that story were left out, um, you know. And everyone always has their own narrative that they're trying to persuade. And um, you know, ultimately, it's, it's my responsibility that I didn't play. And I think the the real point of this is, you know, we, we didn't play good baseball. I didn't play good baseball, and um, you know, we, we let a lot of people down in the city. And uh, you know, but there's still 12 games left to 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 make up to it. And um, and um, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's, it's it was that. Um, so uh, you know, just continue to play these last 12 games, leave it on the field like we've been all year. I think we're in a good spot right now. Uh, you know, we're playing good, really good baseball. So uh, we just got to continue doing that. That was Manny Machado talking about it, about his elbow injury, or not the elbow injury, I'm sorry, Kevin Acey's story. And what he said was very interesting to me. I just caught this. He said, quotes on that story were left out. And then he paraphrased, I'm paraphrasing because I couldn't write it down fast enough. Sometimes it's left out to fit the narrative. Uh, I don't know what that's about. That seems pretty clear to me, but I guess maybe there are some stuff that we just didn't hear in the story. Um, but I wanted to point that out real quick because it's kind of interesting that he would say that about the the story itself. Now, Manny was quoted in the story, as we all know. It, he was on the record for the story. Now, I think where it gets a little weird for some people is that and I don't know how this all went down, but the 30 conversations that Kevin Acey referenced in his article throughout the, the past couple weeks that he's had, you know, it, it, to me, it kind of seems like they're being done behind Manny's back and not that Kevin Acey did anything wrong. He's trying to find out what's going on in the clubhouse. And, and I don't think that he was doing it maliciously, but at the same time, it's it's kind of weird to go around a clubhouse, and I'm not saying Kevin Acey is weird, but I'm what I am saying is to ask people about what's going on with this team, what do you think is the problem, and then get kind of a common answer that Manny Machado is the leader but may not be a leader type of thing, and then going to Manny and talking to him about that. I think that is where some people get held up with, but... If you're asking me right now if Manny Machado is a leader, I think he is by by proving to everyone that he's going to play through injury, even if it's going to hurt him. He's play, he's DHing tonight, even though before the game he's talking to reporters about how he has a six to seven month recovery ahead of him, and that affects a lot of things. If he's not ready to go for spring training, who's going to play third base when the season opens? Who is it going to be? Hassan Kim? Is it going to be Matthew Batten? Who's gonna? Who's going to fill that that uh, Manny Machado role until he gets back? Will Fernando step up and be that leader? I, I personally would like to see Xander Bogart step up and be that leader. I think he can do that, and I think he would be a good. He would do a good job at that. The other thing to consider is even if if it takes six months, let's say, even if that six month timeline hits it, let's just say April first, right? Like yeah. you're like. April 1st is just hit and he's ready to play baseball and you just throw him into the lineup against the Rockies or the Diamondbacks, he will have missed all of spring training and he'll need that period to ramp up and get ready for real major league games. So it's not just, oh, he'll be ready for the start of the season. It's he'll be ready for baseball activities at that point. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point. And I don't want to make a declaration, but right now it seems very much in doubt if Manny gets the surgery that he would be a part of that Korea series against the Dodgers. Just It just doesn't seem like it would be possible or feasible with a six- to seven-month injury. And you're right, Adam. That's not even he will be back in the lineup in six months. That's, okay, you could start doing baseball activity again 
And we we talked about a little bit earlier, Joe Musgrove, he went out for the season, or he, he has been shut down, but before the year we know about the kettlebell incident where he dropped it on his foot, broke his foot, wasn't able to participate in a regular spring training. So the first four or five starts of his season were his spring training, and we all know that he didn't look the best. But then once he got through that, figured things out, he pitched pretty well this year until he was uh, until he got injured a couple weeks ago and they put him on the I.L., and it's it's going to be for good now. So you got you Darvish shut down. You got Joe Musgrove shut down. Part of me says, all right, well, you right there, you're kind of not giving up on the year, but you're conceding the year a little bit. Um, I, I just don't know where. I, I just don't. I, I'm I'm leaning towards that Manny needs to play out the the string here because of the implications of whether or not they can make the playoffs. If they weren't in the playoffs, I'm I'm done with it. I don't think that's a a good idea for Manny Machado to keep playing if the Padres are out of the playoffs. But he needs to do what's best for him. And he said in his clip that we heard a little bit earlier that it could make him better and it could help fix things. So if you got a better Manny Machado out of this after a surgery, then why not look forward to getting the surgery done and then being on the path to rehab? And it's all easier said than done for me to sit here and say, get the surgery done, Manny, and rehab. Because I actually have had surgery before. I tore my tricep like 10 years ago, 12 years ago, and uh, I had to get it surgically repaired, and my arm still isn't the same. I mean, so it's scary for these athletes. I mean, his whole livelihood is built on that right arm, basically, and and how he can throw from third base to first base. So he's a little nervous, I'm sure, going into surgery. Um, There's going to be a lot of things to watch here in the next couple days to see what the Padres do in the win column and see what Manny Machado does. So... Uh, we have a lot to talk about here, which I, I will take. I will take in a, in a normally, you know, down Padres year where today I came in thinking we we're going to talk about four wins in a row over the A's. We're now talking about much bigger and important things, which would be the future of the franchise. I should also mention to Peter Seidler, uh, he has released a statement today about his health. And uh, Peter Seidler would, wanted fans to know I just lost it. This is embarrassing. This Okay, here it is. He said, this is from the Padres official Twitter account or X account. To our loyal and passionate Padre fans, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for your amazing support this season. Your love for the Padres and our players is both motivating and humbling. We have the best fans in baseball. I want to share a brief personal update. Last month, I underwent a medical procedure and I'm now on the road to recovery. I am grateful for the dedicated medical care that I have received and the loving support of my family. Although I can't be with you at the ballpark for our remaining games this season, I am watching them all and I look forward to making some noise together again in 2024 and celebrating the 20th anniversary of our beautiful ballpark. That is the official statement from Peter Seidler. So we wish uh, the best to Peter Seidler and getting healthy and getting back to the ballpark in 2024. Manny Machado did comment on Peter Seidler. We, we will play that a little bit later, as well as Bob Melvin is asked about Manny and why he is still in the lineup and why he hasn't or the front front office hasn't shut him down and take the decision out of his hands. And so we'll hear from that around or we'll hear from Bob around 5 p.m. But when we get back, We are going to take a quick break from this news, and we are going to go to the Big Five. Tony is going to rejoin us. And in the Big Five, Fernando, he is coming up on setting a record in his career for something I don't think many people are thinking about. So I'll tell you what that is in the Big Five when we get back on 97.3 The Fan. 
Back here in the Odyssey Palace, 97.3 The Fan. Matt Scraby here with you, uh, filling in for Chris Ello. Tony Gwynn Jr. is sitting down in his seat right now for the Big Five. We've been talking a lot about Manny Machado and his the news of his elbow injury, but we're going to take a little break from that right now, and we are going to have the Big Five, which I teased before the break that Fernando is about to do something for the first time in his career, so I will tell you after your traffic report. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It's that time of the show when we check on the latest in sports. Only the most important topics and questions are brought to light. Stop what you're doing and listen. These news stories will astound and amaze you. The one, the only. Oh my God, who the hell cares? The Big Five starts now on 97.3 The Fan. All right, first Big Five of the week. We're going to talk Fernando. We're going to talk about the Giants uh, and Farhan Zaidi. We're also going to talk about Deion Sanders and Travis Hunter and all of that stuff that happened over the weekend. So let's get started so we waste no time. Number five. Even in a seemingly lost season, there are good things happening for Fernando Tatis Jr. When he is announced in the lineup tonight, it will be the 130th time this season, which ties his career high from 2021. And so we know that he'll easily set the career high this season. Tony, why do you think he's been able to stay so healthy this year? Well, uh, when you stay healthy a whole year, it's it's good fortune. It's, that's the first thing you start with. I think after that, I mean, if you think back to the injuries that he had, they all were surrounding the same exact thing, which was the shoulder. He got that surgically repaired. Uh, so I, I think um, that plays a part into it. I think, honestly, playing right field, I, I can't remember the last time I've seen him dive head first or have to dive head first other than on the bases. So he's brought the uh, re-injuring that shoulder to this point. It seems to be down. I, I think we'll need more years to be able to base – whether the outfield was less dangerous than the infield, but I've always said that I thought that was the case. Um, yeah, and, you know, kudos to him. You know, he did everything he was supposed to do in terms of getting himself healthy and ready for this season. And um, I, I think he's done a, um, a really fantastic job all, all the way around. You know, we're not having uh, the same conversations um, that we were having, you know, last year, the year before. Uh, he has been, I think he has matured in a, in a lot of ways. And uh, he's just, one thing you definitely have to say is he's played a gold glove caliber right field. 
Yeah, he's been, you said he's matured in a lot of ways, and he definitely has. He hasn't, like, uh, he just kind of is there to play baseball, and that's about it. Nothing else. And it's it's fun to see him being able to play as many games as he has because, like, it was so, when he would play before and then he would hurt his shoulder, it's such a bummer because it's just, like, it's that. so fun to see him on on the field yeah. at all times, and right? then he's on the ten day IL just just in the snap of fingers. But I, I think that uh, what do you well, what about this? Him not playing for the last maybe year and a half does that help at all? Like with his body, like I know it's he's young, and maybe the rest helped keep him healthy this year. No, nah, because it was never an issue of fatigue. You know, it was never an issue True. of it was it was the shoulder. Yeah, it was something it was, wrong. It was it was something that was actually wrong. So, I uh, listen. Anytime you're you're you know off your feet, not playing baseball, you're that's, you know you're you're probably gaining some some energy. But I think ultimately, when you are actually healthy and you don't have something that is a a problem that can reoccur. Um, I think that bodes well. Out, all of that outfield, you know, uh, him getting the 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 operation and things, you know, addressed. Um, him just, I think he's just he, he's smarter. I think you have to. I think he has also because remember the, the one thing they kept saying was I will not. He was like I'm not going to change who I am. Mm-hmm. He hasn't changed who he is, but it's hard to argue that he hasn't been a little more careful about him being who he is. It's all good stuff. Number four. Giants chairman Greg Johnson reiterated to the San Francisco Chronicle last week that president of baseball operations Farhan Zaidi and manager Gabe Kapler, quote, will both be here next season. Johnson's vote of confidence came on the same day that the Red Sox dismissed dismissed Kyle Bloom as their chief baseball officer. Uh, The Giants hired Zaidi in 2018 and have only had one winning season, which came in 2021 when the Giants won 107 games in the NL West. The Giants are 76 and 74 right now and on their way to missing the playoffs. They still have a shot. Uh, but if they do miss the playoffs, it'll be the fourth time in the last five years. So I'm up first. Should either Gabe Kapler or Farhan Zaidi be on the hot seat? First, I know that they're not going to be on the hot seat because the Giants have put a lot of, uh, they've invested a lot of money into the team. They've invested a lot in Farhan. They've invested a lot in Gabe Kapler. But if you look at the records, you don't see continued success that you thought you would see when you brought in Farhan Zaidi and Gabe Kapler is a good manager but at the same time Gabe Kapler is um he he's finishing around 500 and he had that one good season 107 wins so I think they could kind of be on a simmering seat but not a hot seat Tony Uh, if I'm not mistaken I believe it's Farhan oh sorry Uh, as opposed to Zaidi It is Zahidi. Okay, good. Farhan, I'm uh, sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, don't worry. I have butchered his name okay. on, a, on a number <laughs> of occasions. Okay. Um, that's why I know it. Um, I would say that they aren't mutually exclusive. Mm. Um, I would say Gabe Kapler has done a fantastic job with the roster that he's been given and found ways to... Did anybody think the Giants would be uh, in the thick of a wild card race? No, no, not no, at all. I don't think anybody did. Uh, I didn't have that on on my bingo card. Me neither. Sure. Me neither. Uh, certainly didn't have it the year they won 100 games. 107. Right? Yeah. 107 games. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't have that. So I would say he's done fine. Um, but the 
structure in which they have gone about it can be questioned. I mean, is there a ceiling to it? And uh, ultimately, if if ownership is not displeased, uh, you don't go nowhere. And so it sounds like neither of them are going anywhere. I would say that if there was somebody to be on the hot seat, it would probably be Farhan versus Gabe. He also, Farhan, swung and missed on, no pun intended, on Arson Judge. On, on everybody. And Carlos Correa, so. Everybody. Yeah. I mean, that was just last year. They, they completely missed on any everybody the couple of free agents before. Yes. Yes, they did. That's, and, and that's why this was such a big deal that they missed out on Arson and. and uh, <laughs> I love that we're still calling him Arson. <laughs> and Carlos. It's one of my favorites. Did, did, did they really miss out on Carlos, though? No, he, I don't think so. He was so. the second deal, right? Yeah, he was the second deal. Arson was first. I Ar- mean, he the Mets were first with, with Correa, right? Or was it the Giants that were first? I think it was Giants, then Mets. Giants, Mets. And then Twins. I'm not 100% sure, but I feel like the Giants had a deal Dave, was it the Giants first, then the Mets? It was the Giants and the Mets for Correa. Yeah, so I don't know if that's an actual miss, but, you know. It's kind of a blessing in disguise miss. How I know is Carlos Correa has played in uh, a pretty short ton of games this year. He, he's not – he hasn't yeah, missed his time. ankle hasn't hurt. <laughs> it's so, just he hasn't know. been there statistically. <laughs> yeah, no, he hasn't had a great <laughs> offensive year for sure. My bad. All right, we'll move on anyway. Got to look at Sean Lewis, the offensive coordinator. Moment to go downfield. Incomplete, but a flag down intended for Hunter, who took a shot afterwards. By Henry Blackburn. And now some words. Shadur Sanders coming to the aid of his number one target there. Yeah, look, I'll tell you. As a former safety, that's a very dumb play on the part of Henry Blackburn. I understand you may be trying to send a message. But that right there, the ball had already hit the ground. So you heard uh, um, Lewis Riddick. I almost forgot his name. But I love Lewis Riddick on the really as a good. color analyst. I wish he was still on Monday Night Football because he brings good stuff but anyway that was ESPN after Travis Hunter went out with a a pretty dirty hit by the Colorado State player also they did not eject the Colorado State player but uh, Deion Sanders told 24-7 Sports that Travis Hunter will miss the next three games after sustaining an injury during that game in the win over Colorado State uh, Colorado's now 3-0, and and they're going to be opening Pac-12 play this weekend at number 10, Oregon. From there, they're going to have USC at home, and will travel to Arizona State on October 7th. So not the greatest timing for this injury at all, but I think we could both agree it was a dirty hit. But do we think he needed to be ejected, Tony? I don't know. I've certainly seen less... And people, guys, get ejected, especially in college. They they seem to like have uh, be all over the map. Uh, it was a dirty play, and um, I, I guess it's we often we often connect ejections with shots to the head. And given that that wasn't a shot to the head, um, did they even review it for uh, um, an ejection? You know, I can't answer that, but it, I don't think targeting was ever on the table. Yeah, so, I mean, it was a dirty hit, no doubt. And you The know, ball wasn't even close to the guy. The ball, the ball, was, the ball had bounced. It was out of bounds. Decided. The play was over, like, for three seconds. It was, it was a dirty play. It, it, you know, I'm not excusing it by any means because it was a dirty play. But when emotions are, are as high as they were for both teams in this game, I mean, there was a standoff before the game. There was obviously the back and forth. 
which you know it was nice to see two grown men at the end of it you know have a conversation yes. and move on and not continue this this pettiness pettiness right and, and, and it was it was good to, that made me feel good about it but you know there is there was a ton of emotion and when you get a ton of emotion like that things like that happen i'm not excusing it it was a thousand percent of dirty play um but I, it's almost expected that one of those is going to happen it it it, it it's it's a, it's terrible that Travis Hunter is going to be the one that has to pay the price and miss three games because of it. Um, but yeah, I don't. I'm not sure if he should have been ejected or not. It was definitely a dirty play. Your reaction is changing my reaction because I was going to say a definite ejection. Just the way he kind of stood over him after he did it, and he 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 launched himself. I mean, he didn't did launch he himself. Launch him? Yeah, he kind of did. He, he launched he, himself with the shoulder, not the helmet. He wasn't targeting, but he did launch himself with the shoulder. Travis Hunter was slowing down, so he was kind of he was a defenseless player. And yeah. this guy stood over him. I I can't believe they didn't eject him because it could have gotten way out of hand after that. If I tell you what, they the, the you watch because that was early. It was very as you, early. As you watch that game, after the emotion kind of dissipated, I noticed that it was a lot of you know good sportsmanship going on. I saw on numerous occasion tackles, guys helping one another up. It was almost like that part needed to get out of everybody's system early. And then they kind of got back to playing football, right? There was a lot of jawing. There was a lot of dancing. Early, that first quarter where there, there was. was. And then it, <laughs> and then it kind of like it kind of like became a normal football game. And I was just, you know, I think that's a, a really it's, – it's a, it's a high five to both coaches because clearly after all of the emotion kind of went out of it, to me, at least, it seemed like it was a football game, and you saw things that you like to see, like a big pileup, guys helping each other up from opposite teams. It was I, I, there was some respect uh, there. There, there was at the end of the game, there was definitely some respect, uh, and you like to see that. But you, you might be right. It maybe the it, the hit did did um, should have uh, re- resulted in an ejection. I, it's just hard it, with those type of those games, that kind of emotion, you know. Yeah, I they mean, did throw a flag. He got the fifty. He got the, the unsportsmanlike conduct. He did, yeah. If it would have been to the head, I would have felt completely different. And maybe that's, I'm wrong in thinking like that. It's also Colorado State took an. They were hanging in there early. Not even hanging in there. They were winning they were, early. They, they dominated the first. They half were of pretty good. Game. I watched the entire game. The entire game, and I almost fell asleep, or I fell asleep in like the first overtime, and then I, I woke think up that in the Colorado T- State team is uh, is better than. I think everybody. Yeah, the, the head coach though. I mean, he's learning it the hard way that when you say something like I talk to adults with uh, my sunglasses and my hat off, people Especially. are going to go look for every picture of you talking to adults with sunglasses and a hat oh, on, of, of course, and now posting it everywhere. That's that is uh, social media pettiness at its finest. <laughs> oh right yeah, there. oh yeah. Number two. Here's one I don't know I've heard before, actually. The new Blue Jackets head head coach in the NHL, yes, we're talking hockey. Mike Babcock is reportedly at the center of an NHLPA investigation after what ex-NHLer Paul Bissonette, I'm sorry if I'm saying your name wrong, said on the podcast Spittin' Chicklets. He said that Babcock asked Columbus players to see their phones and then played images from them on his office TV. For example, one of the stories was he would ask to see the camera roll in a player's phone, put it on his office TV, and then scroll through the camera roll to, quote, see what type of person you are, end quote. 
Babcock thinks it's a way of getting to know each other, and many players have said this. Only one has come to his defense saying it was a good idea. So <laughs> I'm up first. If true, is this a fireable offense? Yes, this is a creepy way for a man to get into another man's phone. This is creepy. If Adam said, hey, come into my office, come into my office, hook your phone up, let's go through your camera roll. No, bro, we're not going to do that. It's not going to happen. This is so weird. What you got on your camera roll, Scray? What's that you Nothing, want to a bunch see, of dog? pictures of my feet and failed Debo Samuel <laughs> selfies you, yesterday. Did you say your feet? Yeah, it's just like... like. Uh, do you have a foot fetish? No, no, that's not what I meant. <laughs> what like, I'm just saying, you... I don't. I don't have any pictures of, of of my feet. No, like holding my camera down and my phone down, and it just takes pictures of the ground because I'm hitting the side of it or something like that. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, not, Accidental photo. No, I'm not. A, I'm not a you're, Re- you're, Rex Ryan. Jeez. <laughs> you said I got a bunch of photos of my foot. I know. You're right. Foot. You're right. And a bunch of failed Debo Samuel selfies that I tried to take yesterday. Oh my lord. Uh, is uh, this a fireable offense to you, Tony? Yeah, man. Like you can't. Well, first of all, who's letting them look at his? They just willingly or hand over the phones I, I guess they felt pressure like this is oh. new 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 head coach uh sorry skip sorry skip i can't i can't sorry, give you my phone skip. Man. Like, it just, just you know i can't i can't do that yeah let me, let me see your phone skip let me see oh, what you he got did, your... he did do that but i'm oh. sure he had a well i'm sure he had a well manicured camera roll so that when he went through it, it was like him like helping you know people out of earthquake rubble just him being like the greatest human being of all time but this is just strange. This is just yeah. I want to go last. Strange. I want to be able to to see what everybody else's phone <laughs> looks like first. And the guy in the podcast did say, even if you have dirty pictures, he it came up. It came up like <laughs> if you have dirty pictures, you have dirty pictures. But that is why this guy's doing it. He's being a creep. You think he wants to be a pervy? Oh, so much so. Come on. There's maybe no other reason to maybe, ask that. Maybe he really wants to get to know, like, what type of person you are. Well, some of those pictures, I'm sure he did. <laughs> what if you do have a foot fetish and, like, you know, they get there's nothing wrong with that. You can there have that, but there is it. I'm not going to show my coworkers <laughs> that and my yeah. boss that. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you on that one. All right, all right. Now, Monday Night Football is tonight, and there is a lot of attention put on the two opening. of them. Two of them, and two of them next week. It's kind of weird. They're playing at the same time almost. But they put a lot of attention on opening songs for Sunday and Monday Night Football. Carrie Underwood is the Sunday Night Football. We're so bored. (laughs) You're going to hate this question then. I I know I am. So the new Monday Night Football theme is actually, it sounds kind of cool. Snoop Dogg seems to be a part of it because he was in the trailer video. But this is the trailer song for Monday Night Football's opening theme. I am into that. Let's go play some Monday Night Football. Who is it? I don't know who it is, but it's some country singer because he's got a big old cowboy hat on. But Snoop Dogg is somehow a part of this because he is in the, that teaser video. I mean, Snoop, Snoop Dogg's a part of everything. That don't mean he's in the song. That's I mean, true. Snoop, Yesterday. Is, <laughs> Snoop is everywhere. It's true. It's true. There was like unlimited Snoop yeah, Dogg like, Corona cutouts you yesterday. You can't get enough of Snoopy. Um well, what was the question? I was just so excited about the song. Tony, well, you do you tell me? I, well, here, I already know your answer. Do you care about these opening songs? No, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> uh, you might listen to it the first time. 
The other times you're probably talking when the song comes on. Like, how many times do you actually hear? Like, you might hear the beginning and then you tune out. You start getting excited about the game. Like, you know. Like, hey, Jack, it's a fact. <laughs> I think that's how. I don't know how. Carrie I mean, after it was a dun dun. Wait, was it dun 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 Yeah. So, like, I mean, unless it's unless it's that. I mean, you know, that's that's iconic to me. Now, listen, if you weren't born during that time, you might have a completely different view. Oh, you're talking about, are you ready for some football? Yeah, man. That, that the, was that, iconic. That's iconic. Yeah, I miss that's that guy. That's the buddy that I grew up on. I miss that guy, even though that guy, I think, said questionable things. So, I'm talking about the song that he produced on that. Yeah, one. are you ready for some football? Yeah. That was a good song. Cool. All right, uh, I do care about the opening songs. I always I always watch Carrie Underwood and see how she's going to change the lyrics. And... Um, that doesn't surprise me about you. <laughs> and I, I will be watching every Monday Night Football open now that Phil Collins is the guy who's not him is doing that, it, but his, they're covering his song. Covered, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Phil Collins, so, so I, I'm with that. All right, that's it for the Big Five. We are going to check in with Bob Melvin. He spoke down at Petco Park earlier, and they're taking on the Rockies tonight. We'll get you set up for that when we get back on 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 